The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Okay, it's time for TV and streaming and we're going to talk about, remember the programme from the 1990s, Fantasy Football. Who remembers the footballer Jason Lee? He used to play for Nottingham Forest during the 1990s. Joe Shea, he was made famous on this Frank Skinner, David Bledel programme, a Fantasy Football League. For those who can't remember, tell them why. Well, it's... Fantasy Football League was a huge cultural phenomenon at the time. The kind of lads culture, the football culture, you know, three lines on my chest and all that kind of stuff. Jason Lee was a, was a young footballer who signed for, um, for Nottingham Forest and he'd come up from uh, Charlton and um, he, was, he kind of was brought in to, to kind of, you know, spearhead the Forest attack and he, he had a couple of bad games and he had some trouble breaking into the team and he made a couple of high-profile mistakes. Uh, but Dylan Skinner picked up on this on fantasy football, and they started slagging him off. They had a, they started off with a, with, a, with a kind of a sketch where Jason Lee was trying to throw a, like a balled up piece of paper into a bin, and he couldn't do it. Basically, you know, kind of riffing off the fact that the guy missed a few open goals. Um, but they also but it, focused on his physical appearance and particularly well, his he, hairstyle. He, he, here is where it got it, very quickly. They, he, Jason Lee had a kind of um, a dreads basically tied up on top of his head, which would have been a very common kind of uh, look. For for uh, for black guys in the nineties, and um, they started calling him Pineapple Head, and they started make and um, Bedil started coming out wearing a pineapple on his head and and got dressed up as Jason Lee. Then one night he came out in blackface as Jason Lee, and they were inviting the audience to basically make fun of Jason Lee. And it's it it actually Jason Lee years later, and it's interestingly enough, Jason Lee's job today he he never really made it in the top tier of football he kind of drifted through the lower leagues after that he said it really badly affected his career and it really badly affected him personally and his family he now works as he's an equality he's the head of equality education for the professional football association so he's he's found a way to kind of educate people on this and it looks like frank skinner at least because bedil has never really fully apologized publicly for this but there's a very good interview in the guardian with frank skinner and frank skinner is talking about He's saying that was what we did was terrible. He's deeply ashamed of it. And he said it was bullying. And he can't believe that, that they did it back then and that they were allowed to do it. Because one of the interesting things he says is that they had a, a BBC compliance editor sitting in on every show and nobody said to them at any stage, it may not be a good idea to pick on this young footballer and dress up in blackface and stick a pineapple on your head and make fun of him. So Grace McKeever from entertainment.ie. I mean, this happened before you were born, probably. What do you make of it? I mean, I think that a lot went on, you know, and as time passes, we kind of learn more about how to conduct ourselves. Not to say that that, you know, that behaviour is acceptable. It's absolutely not. I think that the apology um, given by Skinner was detailed and, you know, he seemed quite remorseful for the actions. Jason Lee wants it made to his face rather than one of these sort of online apologies. Absolutely. And I would advocate for that completely and understand why that is necessary. And I think within um, football, there can be a lot done still to combat racism. Let's move on to our old favourite Love Island. What's this about it? Grace, Love Island for middle-aged mums and dads? Yes. Now... I kind of wonder whether this is sort of announced now tactically um, to combat the sort of hate that Love Island, you know, 
itself has been getting over the last couple of weeks. So this is meant to give us our ah moment where middle-aged moms and dads are to be set up by their kids um, in a new reality dating show. And it's getting its pilot towards the end of the year and will hopefully be released next year. But Who'll watch it, I wonder? I know, I'm not madly convinced. And especially when there's such strong competitors like Love is Blind or Married at First Sight, where you literally are getting married. I feel like in this sort of climate for dating shows, you need to have something a bit more extreme. And Joe, what would they wear, I wonder? Yeah, um, you know, do we do we uh, do we really want to see? And, and I'm including myself in this. Uh, you know, fifty year old, fifty five year old men in in budgie smugglers walking around. Uh, you know, it's it does sound a bit like they know they've been getting a huge backlash recently. And even the the domestic abuse charity Women's Aid in the UK. I mean, they have come out very strongly about the bullying and what they say is the bullying and you know emotional abuse that's been going on in in love on Love Island. It does sound like they've pulled this out of somewhere as a sort of distraction tactic to say, ah, listen. Don't worry about it. We're, we're not bad people. We're going to make this lovely, heartfelt, lovely and warm show next year. So please, please stop criticising us. Grace, you have some ideas of how you think Love Island could be improved. I do. Now, we're at the stage in Love Island and it's been kind of going on for the last three weeks, I would argue, where we're all wrecked. We're sick of it. And you know the phrase like, leave them wanting more. Well, Love Island's format as it is and how long it runs for eight weeks is the absolute antithesis of that. And I think they could do well to cut it down and it would improve people's mental health. And, you know, more on that, you could have um, psychologists come in at the end of every recoupling. So there's a recoupling, you know, once a week, let's say. And you could have psychologists come on and they do do that in Married at First Sight. And at least that way, you're also giving the contestant the benefit of the doubt to say, this is the poor behaviour that we and perhaps the public are noticing. Here's your chance to rectify it. And here's what could be coming at you you know, on the outside. Um, and I also think Casa Amor is a little bit dated. It's always this big hype, but it never lives up to the hype. And that's the point at which people start to fall out because it yields no results. There's a lot to live up to and it never does. Okay. Joe, this listener here says about fantasy football, you should check out the sketches with Ray Houghton, some extreme paddy whackery. Oh, yeah. And that's just come back to my mind as well. There was one it that is. I think at the time a lot of Irish people got really annoyed about. Yeah, and, and it's funny, like when I was reading this interview today, all of this was coming back to me and what they got away with. And I wasn't exactly, the, I, don't know, I was watching this, I was 25, 26 years of age, I wasn't exactly the most woke guy on the planet. I do remember being shocked by the Jason Lee thing and the Irish thing. And you don't think, you just, you really, you know, they say you wouldn't get away with it these days. You really would not get away with that kind of stuff these days. Okay, talking of stuff you get away with, what's Boo Bitch on Netflix, Grace? (laughs) So you're talking about, you know, maybe some jabs at the Irish. This show kind of starts off in its first episode. Um, It's in a high school and everyone's wearing green. And one of the main characters says, why is everyone wearing green? And they're saying, oh, it's Irish Inclusion Week. So... Anyway, it's a bit of crack. It's lighthearted. Um, it's, yeah, this high school kind of thing, like a crossover between sex education, sort of. It's almost got a Matilda element to it, like a Roald Dahl Matilda element. Um, one of these girls that's kind of more nerdy in the friendship, she ends up dying and she actually has time to go back and sort of right her wrongs and sort of live life to the fullest as best she can and it makes for a very interesting kind of twist more towards the end. Okay, you've got something on Disney Plus you want to recommend, Joe. Not your pick of the week, but something else with Daisy Edgar-Jones, star of Normal People in it. Yeah, this is um, uh, Under the Banner of Heaven and this is... uh 
this is going to be on Disney Plus is starting this week and it's 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 quite if if you like true detective and shows like that yeah. it's basically set in uh the Mormon communities in Utah in the 1980s and there's been a ter- it's based on real events as well there's been a terrible um, murder a terrible violence against women and, and children and it's been covered up by the Mormon church and there's a detective in it and he's basically his job and he's a devout Mormon is to, to find out more about this if you liked True Detective those kind of shows Under the Banner of Heaven on Disney Plus is def- definitely definitely worth a watch OK what's your pick of the week Chris? It's D.B. Cooper, Where Are You? So, have you ever heard of... It's on Netflix, isn't it? Yeah, and it's this hijacking story. It's the first man in in US history to have gotten away with uh, hijacking of a US plane. Have you heard about it? I never. I I always thought they always failed. I've never even heard of a hijacking that actually worked. So, they think... Now, Not it's not a spoiler, but they think they have the right lad and I, I won't say much more about that to where it ends. But it's basically... Thanksgiving, the day before Thanksgiving, right? So one of the busiest holidays um, in the in all of the US, one of the biggest travel days. And this man is getting on a 37-minute flight. He gets on, he's got his sunglasses on, he's got a briefcase and he's dressed in a suit. Now, people start to wonder, like, why is this guy wearing sunglasses? Someone clocks him, he's sitting at the back of the plane and he's saying, what's going on there? He calls the air hostess over and he says, I've got a bomb in this briefcase. He gives her a glimpse of it and he says, I want $200,000 and I want four parachutes. Now, the reason he wants four is because he's afraid that if he gives, if they get only one, that it'll be faulty. So he wants her to believe that there's going to be hostages. He, there's a storm this night. He pushes everybody up to the top of the plane. He lowers the back staircase and he parachutes off and he's never been found. Okay, that sounds fascinating. When I said hijackings don't work, a listener says, if I've forgotten 9-11, well, that didn't work either in the sense that I'm thinking of hijackings that were for the purpose of getting ransoms or getting people released and those hijackers lived afterwards rather than dying as they did in the case of 9-11. Uh, Joe Shea, what's your selection? Um, I've gone for a bit, it's might be, it might be a bit niche, right? But there's a show, a drama returning for a second season on Channel 4 on Wednesday called the Great. It's on at 10 o'clock on Channel 4 on Wednesday. And it's basically, um, it's a very strange, zany, historical drama, comedy, whodunit, everything, based on the real life uh, early years in the Russian court of Catherine the Great and, and her incredibly moronic husband, Tsar Peter. It's very hard to describe, right? But imagine if Mac- Mac- Machiavelli had written Bridgerton, is about the best way I can get to this. And it's really fast-paced. It's really crazy. There's Elle Fanning and Nicholas Holt are the two, car- two main actors, actors in it. They are brilliant. The great, you can watch the, the first episode. You can binge watch the first series on, on More 4 and you can watch the second series which starts on Wednesday. It's a bit crazy. It's historical drama really out there and I absolutely love the first, the first series. I'm looking forward to it. You're nodding. You enjoy that as well, do you? Have you seen it? No, I haven't seen it, but I'm going to add it to the list for sure. Joe makes good recommendations, as does Grace yeah, do. McKeever. Thank you very much, both of you, for joining us here on The Last Word Today FM. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today FM.